This is from Felon to Faith, the podcast dedicated to reaching people with a message of hope by sharing the life and experiences of Fred Matthews. Two, one. My man Fred, we are back with episode four of From Fell into Faith. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. Nice to be here. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Thanks to everybody that's been tapping in, man, tuning in, listening. I really appreciate that love. Yeah, the support has been there, man. You guys have been showing up, listening a lot. We thank you. We thank you for real. Shout out to y'all. Means a lot. Yep. So look, man, today we're going to pick up... um, at Walker State Prison, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's where you were supposed to do. That was where my really, really my time started. Right. Uh, your your, your ten year sentence. This is where it starts. Two thousand and six. Um, I got there about uh, June, July, August, maybe June ish or something like that. I think it was June two thousand and six is when I got there. Um, and uh, I started out in B building which is mm-hmm. down on the hill. It's a little small building. Right. And um, I didn't know nobody at first. I was just quiet. Right. I was um, very much to myself, very much closed off because I didn't know how the prison system worked. I yeah. just I had just been hearing a lot of horror stories in the county, you know what I'm saying, about what to expect, what people will do, what this and that. So every day I'm looking for what I've been hearing about. Right. right? So, uh... I stayed in B building probably about maybe two months, and then they moved me up to A building, right? Okay. So is a, there a, is there a difference between the two? Is like a different classification, or is all? No, nah, it was just just a, different. A, a building was the older building. It okay. was the, it was the old bar jail cell type building, right? Oh, gotcha. They actually good. had I gotcha. they actually had open pods with bars, and then they just had the beds in there, right? Mm, Okay. And so. That's where that's where that situation took place. But so prior to that though, I ended up running into a homeboy that I knew from the street, Lante. Yeah. I heard he had got locked up on the situation. And um and at that time too, I was like, uh, you know, I was really heavy into my word. You know what I'm saying? Really yeah. reading every day, just trying to walk that line. Yeah. And um bro was a chaplain aide. You know what I'm saying? Lante was. Yeah, Lante was the chaplain aide. So me running into him, me seeing him, you know what I'm saying? We go to church, you know, just kind of chopping it up. He real easygoing guy. He never was a troublemaker, you know what I'm saying? So that allowed me to kind of stay in a humble place, you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of helped build part. your faith too, huh? Right, right there at the beginning yeah. too of and your then, Yeah, then my homeboy Jay Allgood came to Walker. Right. So I had him too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you then, said he was up in A building, right? Yeah, he had started in B, then he moved up to A building. Right on. And then I ran into a couple dudes that I ended up knowing some of their peoples, right? Yeah. So right next to me was a dude named Germany. We used to call him Too Tall. I actually knew him from the trap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew him from the turf. Really? Right. And he ended up, and, and we didn't know what happened to him. He had like, just one day, we just didn't see him no more for a long away. time. Come to find out, he got locked up. Ugh. So I, that was that was like my next door neighbor or whatever. Yeah. And um, I have to say that Walker is probably where prison started for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I started to see everything about prison unfold, like all the little nuances, all the little politics, the unfoldings of like everything. I started to see it at Walker. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> so um, 
let me see, they had like this basketball league and we would go to the gym or whatever like that. You could work out. And so I would just sit back and just watch everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it was just crazy, man. The experience was just crazy. Like, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about, if you don't mind real quick. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about exercise in the prison system. Like, what's that like, man? I mean, so they got a, you're pretty ripped. Like, you stay pretty big. Well, I, you're I still stay, big now. I, I, stay, I stay on my push-ups really, right. you know, as much as I can. But back then, all I was doing was calisthenics because that's all you had. You got you got to no pull weights. up yeah you got a pull up bar you got a dip bar you got your push ups and you got your running yeah. you know what I'm saying you got your spar and you got your homies that you spar with like one of my homies do they give you gloves or anything nah you don't get no glove but so you, don't you just really got you just you, you just, just got a shadow box yeah. kind of type just like my homie fool rest in peace to the homie fool man he had a squad yeah. of people that he used to teach like Muay Thai and all this type of stuff yeah come on yeah so you got that type of stuff you know what I mean that you do in there and you just try to and then your diet is lean. You know what I mean? You don't really get all the fatty foods that you get out here. In there. Right. You feel me? So, right. Yeah. That neutral loaf. Man, I ate a lot. Of, I, <laughs> That's what I you ate a lot of there. tuna. I ate a lot of tuna, bro. <laughs> and um, a lot of tuna, man. A lot of uh, pink salmon that comes in the little packs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would dump on a salad or something yeah, do like all that. that. I ate a lot of that, bro. Grits and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So Yo, that stuff is good for you, though. It is, and that's what it really not kinda, grits necessarily, but the, I it, mean grits aren't it, bad. Yeah, they fill you up. They pack it on to you. Yeah. Pack it on for you. So, and um. I used to eat a lot of honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> you honey told buns. me you were the man for honey yeah. buns. That's honey right. Honey buns and uh, peanut butter, bro. <laughs> so, so that was it, huh? You got to do a lot of calisthenics, a lot of push-ups, a lot of dips. Yeah, all play- body weight stuff. You didn't have any sort of weights. No weights at all. You had to make your own weights. You would we, make we, your own weights? What, yeah, out we, of books or something? No, we would use water bags. So we would uh, get trash bags, the big ones and small ones, oh. fill them up with water, and then you put them into like a pillowcase or a sheet, mm-hmm. and then you tie it off into like a uh, some type of bar or some type of stick, like, like a, a broom stick, stick. Broom yeah, stick. yeah. And then you just, you know what I'm saying? So my homie Marcus- Eight pounds per gallon, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It'll rack up. Yeah, and so that's how dudes would work out. We would use buffers, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> Lift wow. weights with buffers or whatever. Um, and then you had your homie on your neck, and you squat your homie. For you know? real? Yeah, you squat your homie, and y'all squat each other. And that's how you keep your legs right, you know what I'm saying? And and then so what I meant by because you gotta have weight for your legs. Like yeah. I feel like just doing body weight squats is good. Yeah. But it ain't gonna. Well, see, this is this is why I learned. This is why I learned that in prison, when you a part of a certain group or whatever, this is why I learned that like working out is mandatory. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They make it mandatory. Because mm. if you ever get into a squabble. They want to make sure you're Man, right. You gotta be able to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like that's kind of is it an unspoken rule it's or an unspoken a very rule, spoken bro? Rule? It's the law of the land. Okay. You better get up and do something. If you don't, you're gonna be like yeah. lamed up. If you're bro. running with these cats, yeah, you you're gonna be, have to. You're you gonna have to, to hit hold on your something. own. You better be able to hold your own. And then we had football, uh, flag football, all that stuff. Flag football. That's so funny. They have to try to offer you guys stuff, but they can't. They can't offer prisoners physical stuff at the same time. Like, it's hard to offer those things. Hey, shout out to them H1 hardheads, man, at Dooley State. They know who they are back in the day, man. We was out there doing our thing, boy, on that Was that your team? Field. Yes, sir. The only team we couldn't beat was this team, like, G1. But that was at Dooley, though. So, did you only get to play against teams in that prison? Yeah, you only got to play against the teams. Okay, yeah, yeah, See, yeah, I wasn't yeah, doing yeah. no sports at Walker, though. At Walker, like I say, I was just trying to still get acclimated to the prison system. So, I read a lot. I just stayed to myself. 
I kicked it with Germany. I kicked it with a couple of dudes. Rest in peace to uh, uh, Dion. That little homie came, man. He was from my section, too, man. He was from Allen Temple. Really? And he came. And I used to see him every day. He had to um, get his GED to get out. I used to see him every day get up, go get his GED lesson. And then on some days, he'd be asleep. And we try to wake him up. Like, bro, get up, bro. Go to school. Because he was young. He was like 19. He had to get his GED to get out? Yeah, they make that mandatory for them youngsters. If you like 18, 19, and you ain't got your GED, they, the, the judge might put that on your docket. That if you want to get parole, you better get that GED. What? Yeah, for real. So what? he ended up getting it. He got out. And then years later, after I got out, I was watching for, uh, First 48. The homie got killed. That, that same little youngster. No. Yep. Rest in peace to him. He, he was a, the victim on the show? Yeah. And then another homie. Did they catch his killer by Yeah, him? they did. Oh, praise then, God. In the first 48? Yeah. hey yo. Yeah, I'm going to give you that episode. I cool. can't remember which one it is right now. And then there was another dude that was in there with me named Zach, man. I was at home one day after I got out watching the news. He got killed. He got shot. God. Yeah, bro. So rest in peace to them dudes. But uh, So I'm in there. I'm trying to figure out how this whole prison thing works. Now, I'm going to give you a, a, a picture of how the, the, the cell block I was in. Okay. You walk in. It's Like I said, it's all bars, so you can see everything. You walk in. They shut the door behind you. It's bunks right here to your right and left. It's bunks in front of you. And then there's like a little aisleway to your right and left. You could go. And on every side, there's going to be bunks. Two high and three high bunks, right? Right. It's like 120 people in this dorm. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people yeah. in one place, bro. Yeah, for real. So, um, that's a lot of prisoners in one place, bro. Maybe like, it was ninety. Maybe it was ninety. Maybe it was ninety. I think it was ninety. I mean, either way, either way, way it was a lot. It was it was very crowded. We only had that's a lot. we had a, a big square area with six shower heads, three on each side of the wall, right? No. You had right on the other side of that wall where the showers were were the urinals. And then on the other side of that were like three toilets, no walls to cover. So whenever you were brushing your teeth, if you turn around and spit in the toilet, there could be somebody sitting right there taking the poop. Or if you was over there trying to get your, close. trying to shave or whatever, everything was close. People would be over there trying to cook. Dudes over there shooting dice. You got dudes in, 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 in the shower, everything. It was just very, very, very uncomfortable. So that was my, you know... Awakening. That's your introduction. That was my to introduction too. to like prison, prison, like beyond diagnostics. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, because at this point, you think you're gonna stay there for a long time. You like, you think that's it? Yeah, at the I, moment I'm, you plan on spending much, yeah, your whole yeah, ten years. Pretty much, there. this is my this is my camp where I'm gonna be at. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I don't know and how long like, I'm gonna be man, here. Man, this is gonna be my situation for yeah. ten years. So I had another homie. That I didn't know him from the street. I actually met him in there, but he was affiliated with my cousin. They had got locked up on the same case, uh, the little homie Gator. You know what I'm saying? And he ended up uh, finding out that I was there, and we linked. You right. Me? <coughs> and uh, he looked out for me on some on a couple little items or whatever. And so and I got involved with Toastmasters, which is like a speech class, teach you how to like make public speech public speeches and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing that, man, and I was just, like I said, I was just working out and just reading and just trying to stay above. I wasn't even really, you know, like associating myself with nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? I knew, I knew, like, 
the gang stuff was in the prison system, but I ain't really had no no ties, you know what I'm saying, at that moment, you feel me? It really wasn't on my mind like that. I ain't know nothing about the card, you know what I'm saying? I'll explain what the card is. Please. I ain't know nothing about that. I'm about I'm glad you knew I yeah. was gonna ask. Yeah, I'm gonna explain all that. I'm just gonna I'm just dropping it in there because yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's gonna come into play. But I, I ain't know nothing about none of that. I just knew that I was a dude from Atlanta. It's other dudes in here from Atlanta. We kind of cool, and that's what it was. Yeah, I had I had I had no clue what prison was really gonna be like, right? So that night, one night, me and my homeboy we sitting on the we sitting on the bunk. And at this point, my uh, bunk mate was named Desoto. He was a dude from the south side, right? He was a bouncer back in the day. Little youngster. So we sitting up, we chilling, you know what I'm saying? Smoking or whatever. Talking, listening to the radio. We had a dude that had just came in the dorm from D. Ray James, which is another prison down in South Georgia. He came in the dorm. And uh, he had been in the dorm like two days. As a matter of fact, I think he came in the dorm with the same white dude that I'm about to tell you about. So one night we sitting on the bunk, we see this dude crawling, like bear crawling across the floor, right? He get to the older white dude's bunk, like, and crept over into his box or whatever. Mm, looking real suspicious. It looks so crazy, sneaking. bro. It looks so crazy. Now, this is the thing. This is night. Everybody sleep? Yeah. Most everybody sleep. Most everybody Because nobody, nobody's, everybody's never sleep. And when you say smoking, you smoking cigarettes or you smoking some reefer? Uh, Both. Because it's all available in prison. Statue of limitations is up. So yes, yeah, it's over with. So uh, it looks crazy. But the thing about prison, though, is you got to mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Like getting in somebody else's business can get you killed, like right, right. then and there. Right. So I saw it, but I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? How I got involved was because, first of all, in that dorm that I was in, Across from where I was sleeping was a dude named Puncho. I knew him from the turf. I met him in Villarica when I was telling you I was moving uh, ounces of weed out of that radio shack in Villarica. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, I linked up with him out there. You know what I'm saying? So I knew him. There was another dude across from him named Nanny. He was from uh, he was from Fifth Ward, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever like that. So it was, it was like a no-stealing policy because everybody was kind of like fam. Yeah, in an open dorm. It's open dorm. Everybody you gotta have that. Yeah, their boxes are open. They're, every, you know what I'm saying? If you need something, you just ask for it, right? Yeah. And if it's a no, then it's a no. Yeah. So it's 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 but a that's no. That's why you gotta have some people, right? In there, and like. this is where the politics and this is where the card and all that stuff kick in. Okay. It's a no touch policy when it comes to the stealing, right? right? Don't steal nothing. And you see this guy crab walking over to this box, right? But at the at the moment, I don't really know, like. That it's a no-touch policy. I kind of know it, but like I said, I just mind my business. I don't say nothing. The next day, though, my homeboy AC Fanbro from Griffin, man, the homie was—he was so good to me, man. That was my dude, right? He looked out for me. He's—he was like a, what we call a chain gang vet at the time. I met him. He had already did like twelve years. Yeah. So he kind of showed me how to do my bid. Right. He was the bump mate of the dude that got his stuff stolen. Okay. So that means he got violated too. Cause see that's the oh, see going into his you cut. You share a box? No, you don't share a box, but you share a cut. Mm. That little area over there where your bed at and where your box at is called a cut. That's the equivalent of going to somebody's cell. 
I see. That's a violation. You don't do that. Man, you get killed for that. Like, for real. You get murdered for that. So, the next day, he up. He kind of, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Because now, it's in the wind. Everybody know what's going on. He pulled me to the side. He said, hey, little homie. He said, man, let me holler at you. I said, what's up, bro? He said, man, don't tell me no lie, bro. He was like, man, you know what happened? I'm like, man, yeah. Boom, ran it down to him. Now, his mind, he like, okay, I'm finna go get it, bro. You feel me? But I know he's trying to make parole. Right. I'm fresh on my beat. You bed. said he been in there 12 yeah, years. Yeah, he had been 12 hours. He trying to go home. Yeah. He was at that camp to make parole. You feel me? And I now just, he's in this situation. I'm 20. At the time, I'm 23 going on 24 years old, fresh on my bed. I was like, don't even worry about it. I got him. You feel me? <laughs> I, <My>. got him. <laughs> I got him. I got him. Did you feel like, in a way, this was a chance to prove anything? Or did you just, like, really, not, honestly, you wanted to take it off your homeboy? Really? I didn't want to try to prove anything. I just genuinely did not like what he did. You feel me? Sat wrong with you. I did not like it. That's a total violation, right? I ain't even know homie was a loke. I did. And, and at that time, I didn't care. You feel me? So anyway, <clears throat> later on that night, me and the bunkmate, we sitting up again, and we talking about it, we discussing it, and I'm just, it's just sitting on me. I'm just like, man, I can't let this go. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't no buster. You know what I mean? I can't let this go. I said, I asked the white dude, he was sitting up over there, I think he was reading or something. Me and my bunkman had already discussed it. They're like, if I go, here, go. Feel mm -hmm. I said, bet, say less. Put my shoes on. Whew. Go talk to the white dude. I said, hey, man, um, <clears throat> you want your stuff back? And he was like, yeah. And then he started putting his shoes on. So I went. You feel me? Because if he would have did anything else, I wasn't going to go. Right. But the moment he said, yeah, and he started making moves like he was ready to go get it, let's go. Get your stuff back. You feel me? So we went and knocked on homie bump. Hey, homie, get up. He got up. Hey, what's going on? So we like, hey, we finna get this dude's stuff back, man. Start taking the stuff out of the box. He jumped down off his bunk with the I go off on him. You feel me? We start fighting right there. You work there. him up real quick. Oh man, we got to it. You feel me? Tore it up. So now the dorm is erupting. You feel me? It's dark though. The lights off, cause it's locked down. It's supposed to be locked down. So now the dorm erupted. Everybody up. Boom, boom, boom. But now, mind you, out of them 90 people, it's about 40 folks in there from the A. You feel me? Yeah. And I'm their little homie. You feel me? Yeah, I got old dudes in there that knew my aunties and everything. Big Dub from Florida who used to move the weight on the west side. He in there. You feel me? Good shooter from the three. Man, there's so many dudes in there, man. I can name these dudes. So when it when it came, like when the lights came on, the police came in there, started rushing everybody. But before that, um, a dude named Black, he was like, he ran up on me, like, man, you trying to run up on my lope? I don't know. So he a crib, he let me know he a crib. But I'm like, okay, you supposed to be the big homie, but you sent your homie on a stupid mission that you know you weren't supposed to send him on. Mm. You feel me? Mm. You're in violation too. Mm. I ain't trying to hear nothing you guys say. You feel me? But he don't, he don't really want to fight though. I told him like, man, the police coming, bro. What we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? You coming up on me while the police coming. We can't do nothing right now. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, they come in there. They rush us, throw us down. You know what I mean? Lock us up. Everybody go to the hole. You feel me? Oof. They hit me with that, sighting the riot. 
You know what I mean? Huh. <laughs> I did like 36 days in isolation huh. by myself in the room with no window. All I had was uh, a writing pad and uh, my homeboys ended up sending me a little radio back there with some headphones, bro. You know what I mean? That's what you had for 36 days. And then they shipped me. And I had only been there about six months. This still two thousand. This still two thousand and six. This is like now. It's like October two thousand and six. I get shipped, and that's when I get the dually. Dang, bro. Yeah, I spent. I, yeah. yeah. They weren't having none of it, huh? Uh uh-uh. They weren't having that. They shipped you right over to Dooley. And where's Dooley located? Dooley is in um um Unadilla, Georgia. South. It was south of there. Unadilla, Georgia. Yeah, South bro. of Unadilla, bro. Yeah, That's down bro. there. Man, Dooley was... You about in the swamp, sweet, huh? Sweet. We call it Sweet Dooley. <laughs> you know why we call it Sweet Dooley? What's up? Because we was having our way, bro. We was having our way in there, bro. Really? Man, listen. I got there. They put me in H1. The cat from, uh, from, from the county jail, man, man. He the first person I see when I get to H1. He in there already. So, Ben foot in the door already. You know what I mean? That's the homie from the west side. No hesitation. Foot in the door already. Bam. So I get in the dorm. He like, hey, bro, where you sleeping at? You know what I mean? I tell him where my dorm at. I mean, where my, where my cell at. He walked me up there with my stuff. My bunk mate in there. Put my stuff down. Like, introduce myself. You know what I mean? And um, and then he just started, hey, this the homie from such and such. This the homie from such and such. So I had homies in there from the bluff. Homies in there from uh, from Joyland, from man, it was just so many dudes in there from Atlanta. Wow, you know what I'm saying? right? And then, yeah. So you're rolling deep in there too already. Yeah, and see that, and then we had a dude named Big G from the East Side. He came, and he was a big dog on the street. Mm. So when he came, that's when our cell phones came. Mm. Yeah, feel me? That's when our, a lot of things came. Some money. But see, my homie, my homie Vic, I was telling you about on the last episode, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. ad, right? He was in there too. Right. And so those were the dudes that like him, Big G, um, my partner Zay, um, there's a couple of them in there, but like those were the dudes that like they kept some motion. They kept some motion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had to go through them dudes. If you wanted to have anything, you had to be, you know what I mean? They had yeah. that motion. Yeah. Sweet dooley. Mm-hmm. Sweet dooley. Shout out to all the dooley officers that know what they know. <laughs> I ain't gonna put your name out there. <laughs> yeah. But they know what they know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dooley, how long did you wind up spending there? Six years. Six years? Yeah. Six years. That's a long time. Yeah, bro. In the same dorm. Well, five in the same dorm. And then the other last probably year, so I was moving around because I had got locked up a couple times. Let me ask you this. After inciting that riot at Walker, um, did you ever have to find yourself in a similar situation? Did you ever find yourself in a situation where you had to have that physical confrontation with someone? Oh, yeah, for sure. So one night, man, it's, man, several times in Dooley, several times at H1, but yeah. uh, I've been on both sides of it where I, I had to throw it, you know what I'm saying? Or I've like, been in the middle trying to break it up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I got to Dooley, that's when they introduced, that's when I started realizing what the card was. And so what the card is, is like, all right, if you're a loc, you're on the loc card. If you're a blood, you're on the blood card. If you're a GD, you're on the GD card. The Mexicans got their own card. You know what I'm saying? They deal with their own. They don't mess with nobody else. If you mess with them, 
That's a suicide mission. You feel me? That so all, you don't all mess all, with all, the other one. All that stuff is in house. You feel me? Mm. You can do business with the Mexicans. And I, well, let me say, let me put it like this. I'm not gonna just say Mexicans because all of them ain't Mexican, right? So let me just be correct about that. If they're affiliated with, we them. call them essays, or we call them, you know, what I'm saying, amigos, mm. or whatever. That's what they call them in prison. Mm. But it don't matter if one be from Panama, one be from Venezuela, one be from wherever. They are gonna all be together, right? All in house. You can do business with them, but you better not mess with them folks. Well, I'm telling you, they gonna kill you. They gonna kill you, and that's what you real. And you got introduced to that in Dooley. Yeah, cause everybody got a head. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the homie Ant, right? Big Ant was the homie at Dooley. You know what I mean? He from Cali. He was the head low. You know. Then he got you got other homies from Cali like the homie E, the homie Seaweed. You know what I mean? He had some. He had some. Uh, you know, a couple homies there from Cali. So they gonna take like. They're gonna take them leader roles. Carrying weight. They, yeah, they're they, gonna, they gonna be the ones that make the decisions. Yeah. They're gonna be the ones that have some motion. Yeah. And then you got the dudes from Atlanta that's not even affiliated. They just some boss dudes from the street, like like the homie Big G, you know what I mean? Uh, the homie Wolf. Uh, not Wolf, but uh, MJ. My homie MJ. He ain't even affiliated, but he just got that bread like that. He just got people in place. So what you do is you just. You, it's like playing chess, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to make the right moves at the right time. You got to have the right people in the right place, yeah. right? You got to make sure that you show respect to everybody because it can be a war at any time. Mm. You know what I mean? I started seeing all that, bro. I started seeing, like, the real, like, real deal homosexual activity, like, the 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 the, the forced and unforced, you feel what I'm right. saying? Right, Like, it... Duly opened my eyes to what really what chain gang really is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've I've been thinking about that mentality a lot. Um, I've re-listened to Experience the People a couple of times that we did together, and I've been thinking about the mentality of somebody who's in there who has no chance of getting out in their lifetime. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Got that a couple homies like that. Where it's like they know they're going to die. I, I got a couple them. of them like that. And I'm going to tell what you. What do they have to lose? I'm going to tell you what some of them do. I got some homies in there that's some boss players, bro. So you know what they do? If, and this ain't, you know, and I ain't saying this because I'm like against the, you know, LGT community. Sure, I'm not sure. against none of those people. But like, if that's not your thing, then you're going to find a way. Right? So there's going to be an opportunity. Remind you that it's female officers there. So you can have a chance. You know what I mean? Mm. The opportunity going to present itself. Mm. You feel me? It's, it's up to you whether you take it or not. Because a lot of them, I'm going to tell you, a lot, of them, a lot of them got baby daddy issues. They hate the dude they with already. All they want is somebody that's just going to listen to them. Man, you got 25 years to listen. Right? And when start they building relationships listen, in there. When they, when they come to when they go home, they go home to a dude that drink beer every day. He don't do no working out. All he do is just watch sports or play video games or kick it with his homies. When she come to work, she finna see a dude ripped up. Discipline. Discipline. He eat right. He he checking on her. He listening to her. You feel me? You have you have no choice but to be disciplined in there. So you guess gotta what? Be on your freaking guard. She is gonna start liking that dude. And if he hit it with some bread, whew, oh man. If the bread get involved, 
man. That's so dicey, though, man. <laughs> it that's is. so dicey. It is. If that gets uncovered, right, you looking at... <sighs> or potential rape charge if she screamed rape, which is why I never did it. I never crossed them lines, That's bro. the worst case scenario, right? Yes. That's the worst case scenario or, right there. Or somebody that she was dealing with in another dorm going to have some feelings and y'all going to have to come to them blows about her. I done seen that too. I done, I done been she in between. She be around with different dudes this, and different. Yeah, I done oh. been in between two homeboys. Two homeboys about to fight over a chick. She a brought, bar. She brought, yeah, she brought one the phone and the other one, she didn't. You feel me? All kind of crazy stuff. Or they find out that they had sex and woo, 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 or she pregnant. All kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Or she brought this dude a pound. She brought this dude an ounce. All that old crazy petty stuff. Yeah. All that going on. Fred, that's so messed up. <laughs> I love talking to you, man. I love talking to you and getting the truth about the prison system. You know? And I wish that the prison system would be more honest and just say, hey, it's screwed up. Like It is. I've also been thinking about this, too, because we do point out problems with the prison system. But on, at the end of episode three, remember I asked you, do you think this was a better... You know, do you think you've bettered yourself from it, right? I did. And you did, right? So, like, I've also been thinking, like, even though we point out a lot of bad things about the prison system, they could uh, improve it. And, and, like, I really try to think about what they could do. So, uh, we had Prime for Life, right, which was a class on substance abuse, Mm. somewhat. Addictive behavior is what Mm -hmm. it studied. Mm -hmm. They took it away. You know what I'm saying? Because people, a lot of people wouldn't show up. A lot of people did. But th- this is my thing. Leave the option on the table. Don't worry about how many people come in the class. If it's just two people that show up, you feel me? That's two lives that's going to be changed, right? Yeah. Leave the option on the table for these people to come through and get these classes. Don't just take them out. You feel me? Don't take them out. Yeah, bro. Don't just take them out. Anger management, all that. Leave it on the table for these people to be able to take it. So there's a there's a good question. Maybe can can I ask you about that? Like, what uh, besides the substance abuse class that you're talking about that they took away? Was there any sort of option for like mental health? Uh, maybe like a therapist you guys could talk to. Like- nah, you got a, you got a you got a liaison lady. You know, so okay. you had you had anger management class, but you had a liaison lady. They call her a counselor. She's supposed to handle all your affairs as far as. Family emergencies, if you want to get shipped to another prison, you're trying to go to the halfway house, blase, blase. But, but she's get, just a handler. She's not a therapist. Exactly. Exactly, bro. What's she going? She, she got her own problems. She's just a handler, she, yo. She got her own issues, and she really don't care. because she So got, she ain't trained she a, on nothing she either. She got 150 other yeah. inmates she got to deal with. And half, of, and half of them trying to sleep with her. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? And a handful of that half, every time they get her in the room, they're going to try to put their hand in their pants. So them women, when they come to you talking, they come guarded already, bro. They don't really, they have, don't even care what you're talking about. Bro. So imagine trying to really get some help. Bro. If, if you're a legit one trying to actually get help, that's what you got to work against. There's legitimately, I'm sorry, we keep bouncing around a little bit here, but it's fine. There's, you're, you're telling me that there's legitimately dudes who anytime they see a female, they will stick their hand down their pants and start right then. Yeah, so at Dooley, when you walk them back from the child hall to your dorm, they call it the flat top. That's up there where Pill call at, and it's where the medical at. And you walk past them gates. Um, if you ain't careful where you look at, you might see one in somebody's hand. 
because they be in a, medical out there on the flat top because they know the, the nurses the are walking. The nurses are walking by. The nurses are walking by. The, the little dental assistants are walking by. Man, they'll pull that thing out right there. Yeah, straight up. It's wild in there, bro. The jackpack. You feel me? Circle jerks. Them dudes be running around just pulling it out. Just doing their thing. Like it's they bro. We, we call them madmen. Bro. <laughs> or mad jackets. It's it's wild bro. in there, bro. That's the stuff you really see in prison, bro. That's it's not so glamorous sick. at all. It's not glamorous at all. That's so sick. It's man. not glamorous. When you go to take a shower and you walk and you open up that curtain and it's poop on the floor. Because the last person just like, dude, you just pooped on the floor, you wasn't gonna tell nobody. That kind of stuff gets you beat bad, real bad. God. You get beat real bad. You had to get out on the door. We call it getting on the door. That mean pack your stuff up, go down there to the door, tell them folk you want to leave. Or you're gonna get beat. You gotta move. Boy, you, you gotta gonna move. get beat. You're gonna get beat. That's a no-no. Uh-uh. Don't do that. Man. Bro, that's so gross. I feel so rough for that. How do you expect any females to go into that field like that? Man. And, and I'm not saying that, like, some we need to encourage females. Some, listen, something. some of them allow it, though. Oh. So imagine if you feed that cat a couple times, oh. what that cat going to do? Oh. Some of them allow it. Oh. Just being real. Fred. They allow it. What kind of sick individual... Almost entices that sort of behavior. Yeah, she ain't getting it at home, bro. Remember, they broke. They broken. They come to the prison system broken. So I mean, we're all broken. All of us are. Every single all person of us is broken, are, right? Bro. Isn't that what the word tells us? All Every of us single are. one of us is broken. So, so the attraction. It's 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 that it's that attraction, bro. That that something in your mind that like you know you can't have that, but you want it, or I don't know what it is. Uh. But, it's weird. It's some weird uh, energy. It's some weird energy, I'm telling you, but it's so present. So, so, whoo. All right. So, after that real life experience, <laughs> after that real life picture, so yeah. Man. Right. I'm telling you, bro. Smoke, at least dude. it's not glamorous, that bro. That really, like, not when glamorous. you paint the picture so vividly like that, like, I can imagine walking through, and these dudes are here, just peeking through every little glance they get. Like, I can see it. Like, I can see it when you describe it like that. It's so, Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right, so back to my question, though. There's really nothing available for you guys as far nah. as, like, from a mental health standpoint, or not even, like, a mental health standpoint. Nah, there ain't nobody. Somebody, some sort of no, professional you can talk to. Ain't nobody to. there. If, if you talk to any professional and tell them that you got any kind of mental issues or emotional issues, they're going to prescribe you some medicine, bro. Bro, I've said it. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. So that reminds me, and you probably know about, you might know about this. I don't know. So when I got locked up, it was for weed, okay? Um, and I had to do a lot of evaluations and substance abuse classes and X, Y, and Z as part of my, my thing, right? So I figured out real quick, if you tell them people that you have done it on any sort of basis, you're going to be an addict. Yep, believe it. Anything, mm -hmm. anything you would tell them, you'd be an addict. And you're talking about the same thing in the prison system. Like if you go to a professional and say anything to them, they're going to think you're psychotic and prescribe you medicine or yep. whatever. Something Immediately. Probably, something that you probably don't even need. Something you don't even need. And we talk, we hit on that a little bit in episode three too, exactly. right? Like exactly, those, um, 
There's those medications, yeah. those experimental the drugs. And that uh, Thorazine and all of that old stuff. Is any of that documented of, to your knowledge? Like, has any of it been made public knowledge? Like, or, you or probably, is it like a... Is it a legitimate program that they're running at the prison where it's like, hey, yeah, we think, have this set up with the pharmaceutical I don't think they companies. got a uh, quote unquote name for it, but it's it's not it's definitely some public uh, uh, it's it's definitely out there, bro. And I'm pretty sure you can YouTube anything about that, you know, for real, for real. That stuff right there is, man. If you if you listen, it's so crazy, it's so easy to get prescription drugs in prison. You just tell them for, hey man, I can't sleep. They gonna prescribe you Ambien or something. They gonna prescribe you something that's gonna put you to sleep every night. And guess and then what? Can you move that? Can you sell oh, that? Oh, believe it, man. They gonna cheek it. They call it cheeking. When you put it in your mouth, you look like you swallowed it. They gonna tell you to open your mouth. Ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? You bring it back, sell it. You feel me? Or you see the prison system. You can move up there too. You could be up there by the gate with the person. And get your stuff right. It's so many ways to do it, man. It's so many ways to do it. So man, many ways. What to do a it. system, dude. Yeah. Oh, question. I, I I just had this random question pop into my head too. This other question I wanted to ask you. Did you ever meet anybody famous when you were in there? Any sort of celebrity of any sort? Anything like that? Anybody who came through where you were like, whoa? You know, uh, you know who Apollo Nita is? Not off the top of my head. Real Housewives of Atlanta. He used to be. Yes. Married, he used to be married to Phaedra. Yes. So yes. He he was in that. He was in the dorm when all that cracked off. Me and Cuz used to work out together. For real. Yeah. He was a real cool dude, man. He he was very humble, very laid back, um, quiet. Just worked out all the time. Phaedra used to come and see him back in the day. I used to be in a uh, visitation or whatever. She used to come. I didn't even know who she was back then because I wasn't up on that. Real right, Housewives. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, and I didn't know he was famous. I had no idea. You just working out with dude. Me and bro was just in there. We was just cool. You know what I'm saying? We weren't like the best of friends, but I'm saying like we was, you know, in the dorm together. We worked out or whatever. Yeah. Watch sports. I knew he was into like real estate type stuff. I could tell that he had some sure. bread. Sure. And then it was later on when I found out like I saw him on TV and I was like, damn, I was locked up with this dude. And <laughs> she was like, for real? And I was like, yeah. What <laughs> hell is he getting so up wild. on TV? <laughs> That's so yeah. wild, man. Mm -hmm. That's so wild. So that's, overall, that's the only person I could really think of that uh that I was actually like right there with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of nobody else. I know Lex Luger was in the uh, county when I was in there, but now nah, I wasn't there. Lex Luger, the wrestler. Yeah. No stopping. Yeah, he was in the county when I was in the county, but I ain't see him though. He what for? You know? I don't even remember. Man. Yeah, I don't remember, bro. Yo, wrestlers are wild people, man. Mm -hmm. They lose their minds. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. from Fayette County, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and Chris Benoit. Do you remember hearing I about remember that? that? I remember that. That dude lost his mind like Yeah, that was crazy, bro. That Yo, was crazy. He had a severe meltdown. Yeah, he did, man. He did. That was wild. Man. Did. That could be any of us, man. We don't got that faith, bro. Tell me. That could any be any of us, us, man. Any of us. Yeah. So what sort of um what sort of programs were you able to get involved in? inside the prison system like that you guys had set up like were you able to have like a they have chapels and things like that right yeah and you were able to attend those things right yeah we went to church they had like church call on sundays any day a couple days any day. a couple days a week they're gonna have a church call right uh, um but i would not go sometimes just because church would be the place where everything went down like mm. the transactions, 
the, the, the kissing and the hugging and all that type of stuff, holding hands and all that type of stuff. Between dudes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Why? Why would church be the place that went down? Because... I hate to say that it was allowed, but it was kind of allowed. And that was a that was a common area where you was gonna see your or where they they were gonna see their partner. <laughs> I see. So if you weren't in the same dorms right. or whatever, oh, you got of, a chance yeah. to link up right yeah. there. Or, or on the other side of things, you're gonna see people out there making transactions. Sure. So if you between up, between homies who don't yeah. get it. So if you up mm. there to, if you up there to actually go to church, man, that could be a distraction to you, bro. So there was sometimes I wouldn't go. That's I would so just you know what I'm saying? We would just, you know. It makes sense because it's a common area. I get that, but golly, that's rough. It's prison. You know, that's prison. That's prison. What do you expect, bro? And then, so aside from that, we had a, a spoken word club that we had started with this, up under this um, warden named Ubi. Warden Ubi, whatever her last name is. She started a spoken word, and uh, we, had, we had, like, talent shows or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was, that was cool. Was you know? that at Dooley? Yeah, that was at Dooley. We was able to, like, really go in the gym and, like, have, like, days where we go out and have sporting events and have, like, tournaments, you know what I'm saying, talent shows. And that's how I started getting into the music. With that's, the whole prison. Yeah, the whole prison involved, yeah. We have talent shows on the yard, so the homies be on the yard. You be up, I be up there rapping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's, that was, for me, Did that you was... never get dicey during one of those things? Or yeah, no, everybody got, had a good, yeah, it got positive di- it attitude? Got, it got dicey every time. It got dicey <laughs> oh, every time. Oh, man, come on. Man, it's prison, man. <sighs> you already know what's going on. But, you know, they're going to, for the most part, control the crowd, though, for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um... For me, that was like being famous. That was like being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that was what I wanted to do anyway prior to going to prison. And I didn't get this, I didn't sign no deal. I ain't go independent. I ended up going to prison. So right. for me to be able to go to prison and just get on stage, rap, do my songs, do my stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, the, the homies that saw it, they saw it, they know it, they loved it. They constantly told me that's how I got the name Fredro the Poet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I ain't really know what name to go by. Hey, man, Fredro the Poet, bro. You need, because you, you always man. write, they was like, man, you always be writing them poems, dog. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. So, so that was kind of, that was kind of your outlet. Like, that, that was, was kind of your therapy, bro. was man, having was. this Bible study, having, you know, yeah. having those things with your homeboys. Yeah. And then also having these talent shows and things like that. That yeah. was like, we, that we, had to be your therapy. Yeah. And we kept some motion going on in H1. You know what I'm saying? Once again, yeah. shout out to my homie. Yeah. That was in H1. We kept some motion. Um, let me ask you about this. I've been thinking about this a lot too, and, and it, it kind of applies to one of my questions earlier uh, with exercise. How much of a role do you think physical fitness plays in your mental health? Because I notice for me, when I'm hitting it hard, yeah. when I am pushing myself to the <laughs> limits, when it comes to the gym, when it comes to working out, um, I'm conquering that inner self. You feel me? Oh, yeah. And my mental health feels so much better. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? When I, when, when I do those things with my body that my mind, like my mind don't want to do. You know, you got that, that thing saying, don't do it. You'll be all right. You can make it another day. It's just one day. You can miss a day. If I don't miss that day, my mental health is way better. What did you ever experience that? Did I you notice a difference yeah. when you started hitting it hard in, yeah. in the in yeah. the prison system? I like had that? to do it, and the days I didn't do it, I would go into a funk, bro. 
And then that funk would last for weeks and months. I mean, I went through months of depression throughout my 10 years, bro. And you noticed a direct correlation between that man, I would and just, working out. Oh, yeah. I would just sleep. I, man, I would just just go through it, bro. You feel me? What and do you then, think that is, man? I don't know. And then I, I would just come out of it. Like, I would just start doing some push-ups or I would start back just walking on the yard again. or just. And then all of a sudden, I just get back into it. You feel me? You know, I, I, the reason I've been thinking about it a little bit is because of the Stoics, like Marcus Aurelius, guys like that from way back in the day, right? Yeah. Philosophers. Yeah. A lot of the philosophers from back then were strong yeah. gladiators, yeah, yeah, warriors. Yeah. Straight up, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But now we got all the, like, when you think of a, when you think of a intelligent philosopher, right. you would think of someone with, like, a little bit of a gut, you know what I mean? Some old yeah. white dude yeah, yeah. with some gray hair, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. back then, it was these gladiators, Them dudes warriors, gladiators, these boy. Them monsters. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, bro. Marcus Aurelius was a serious warrior. Yeah. And so um, that's that's what kind of makes me... I, that's what got me onto that subject. And I noticed, like, a difference in myself. Like, yeah. I noticed a better mental clarity. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. able to, like, things aren't as hard in life when I'm imposing all of that stress in the in the, yeah. in the you, gym. You feel it. me? Yeah, you're channeling it. Yeah. Yeah, you had to channel that energy and send it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It makes, it makes the other things, like, yeah. a little See, less. That's it, what I was able to do with the working out, bro, definitely. And with the, you know, like I say, the shows. But once they took that away, because they ended up taking that away. Right, because things were getting a little. Uh, well, the the the, the or did the warden uh, the move? warden she left, uh, and the new warden that came, you know, him was a good old boy, and yeah. him did not like that. <laughs> he was not gonna be no, because right y'all were up there having a good time. Man, man. that dude Grimmy Act. That dude Grimmy Act. Good time in his, prison. Name, his name is Grimmy Act, boy. That dude was a monster. Is bro. that what it was like though? For man. real? Am I thinking of like when bro, you? Bro, listen, he came with the real man. Like the real slave master mentality, bro. Uh, Do as I say. Don't say nothing else. Keep your head down. Oh my! All God. that type stuff. He when he came, he came with the tax squad. He he came full force with the tax squad. Cleaned up everything. He tried to like clean the whole prison up, bro. Uh, Man, it was so many losses taken when he came through. Oh yeah. Is that what uh, eventually made you leave Dooley? Because nah. I know you said you only did six years there, nah. so that means you got a little left on your stint. I had, I had like, uh, I had got in all that trouble. Remember when I was telling you about I went to uh, unexperienced people when I said you, right. uh, I went to the hole for right for various reasons. Yes. You know, what I'm saying cell phones, tobacco, all that other stuff. Sure. Um, and then I eventually get got shipped to the halfway house. Really, from Dooley? Yeah, and I didn't even know it was gonna happen. I had wow. put I had put it in. I got there at the end of two thousand and six, right? Yeah. I put that request in probably two thousand and ten or eleven is when I put that request in, bro. In two thousand and thirteen, at the end of two thousand and thirteen, that December, or was it November? It was one of them days. It might have been January. I don't know. Whatever. Whenever it was. No, it was in January. It was in January of 2014. Mm. My last year mm. shipped me to the halfway house. Man. I didn't even know it, bro. I didn't know where I was going. I had just got out the hole. I was in K building at the time, right? And in the open dorm that was on the east side of that, of that uh, compound. 
I was over there doing my thing, bro. I had got another phone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was in the, I was in the dorm. set up again. Yeah, I was already set up. I was already good. I had the homie Snoopy on the other side over there. He was um, he was one of the major uh, Migo partners, you know what I mean? Here, 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 Sereno, you know what I mean? And they was kind of like heavy at that mm. camp, but he was one of the major ones, though. Like, me and homie was in solitary confinement together, in the room together. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man, we used to be in there talking about the Lord and everything. Man. Whoa. Man. He gave me a verse one time. Whoa, dude. I was in there. I was in there with him when I got the news about my um my cousin Nico, right? Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Um he I had found out that uh that he had drowned and he could swim. Right. Right? I was hurt, bro. Of course I was hurt, right? Yeah, of course. So Mind you, this coming from a dude that said he learned how to speak English by reading the Bible. Now, he a, he a stepper now. He a real one now. He ain't no... I'm talking about this dude is a, a real yeah, Sereno, yeah, yeah, yeah. straight he from Mexico. That, he earned that spot. Man, he earned that spot, but he got... He love... He he, he know about the Lord, though, right? Sure. So, anyway, uh, 5 and verse 1, right? It says, uh, The word that Jeremiah the prophet spake unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch, thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my uh, sighing, and I find no rest. It says, Thus shalt say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, that which I have built, will I break down, mm. and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord. But thy life will I give unto thee for a prey in all places, whether thou goest. So that right there, Ooh. what that did for me in that moment, bro, I can still take you back to that moment. What that did for me in that moment, was letting me know that um, even though I was in the situation I was in and I was experiencing the things that I was experiencing, I knew the Lord was going to carry me through. And I, 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 can't, I couldn't expect for everything to be easy. I couldn't expect for this road to be easy. Come on. Right? Yeah. I just had to hold on to his hand. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it was. Amen, bro. Hold on to his Amen. hand, bro. And so now in life, I still remember that verse. I still I still think about that conversation that me and Snoopy had in that isolation cell, bro, where that man was like, he used to tell me, like, he knew he was going to have to go back to Mexico. Mm. He was probably never going to be able to come back to the States. But he good. He thriving over there now. You know what I'm saying? Got a family and everything. But uh, I always think about that conversation in my hardest times. You feel what I'm saying? Man. I ain't lying, bro. Shout out to the homie because that's real talk. Man, Jeremiah 45, yeah. bro. Thank you, man. I love it. I love it. That's a great way to end this podcast. Yeah. Fred, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. So sure. Again, thank you to all of our listeners. Yep, thank you all uh, very much. Y'all subscribe so that you uh, get notified when the new episodes drop. And remember to rate and review us. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Catch us in two weeks for the next episode and catch us on all podcast streaming platforms.